Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 353. And I think I'm going to call it talking about toys or something like that. Maybe it's something like trending toward minimalism with toys or the truth about toys or good luck, Rachel, figuring out what I'm going to call this one. (laughs) Okay. So I am talking with my friend Dawn. Uh, She is the YouTuber at The Minimal Mom. She is also one of my um, partners in the Take Your House Back course that we have. Um, And she's got younger kids than I do. Her youngest is eight. So even still not little bitty kids anymore. But when she started her journey toward minimalism, which I'll know I'm not a minimalist, right? Okay. In case you're just finding your way here. Uh, But Dawn is, and she loves minimalism. It has really uh, been very helpful for her. And she started her journey when her, she had four kids under the age of four, four and under something like that. She tells, she talks about it in this Uh, interview that we do. And so as we were getting closer to time to be talking about, you know, toys and gifts and gift giving and all that, um, I thought I'm going to have her come on because she is in the thick of it. And the thing that I love about Dawn, and I say this in the course of the interview as well, the thing I love about her is she is so like she reads and she researches and she finds, you know, this scientific back up to, you know, how it is that it affects kids to have too much stuff and how it positively affects them to have less stuff. And anyway, so I just, I find that interesting. I find that fascinating, honestly. And I love that Dawn is so good at that kind of stuff. So have her on. We talk about uh, just toys in general, like what she did when she was first getting started at the point where she was completely overwhelmed in her home and was like, something has to change, what the effects of that was, where they are now on that, how she gives gifts, how she approaches her kids getting gifts and, you know, family members and all that kind of stuff. Um, We talk about toy rotation and how we both feel about that. Y'all know how I feel about it, right? But we talk about that. We talk anyway. So we go into this. So I think it's, um, yes, it's going to be helpful for people with kids, but I also think it's, Uh, something to think about if you buy gifts for kids, right? Like if you have children on your Christmas shopping list, these are things to be considering, not for you to go in and tell the mom of the kids who you're buying gifts for that they should do things differently. I'm just saying, as you are buying gifts, these are things that can kind of shape your perspective on that. And honestly, it all applies, right? Like, you know, the, the way it affects kids emotionally and all that kind of stuff, it affects me 
to, you know, like just having less stuff, having less to deal with, being able to exercise my creativity, all that kind of stuff. So um, I think that you're going to enjoy this episode. Uh, and before we get into that, I do just want to make sure that you also know that um, I'm launching my certification soon, right? Like, here we go. Y'all, um, I am planning and I say planning because who knows what's going to happen. Uh, but the plan is to open pre-orders for the training course for decluttering coaches on, um, Monday of Thanksgiving week. That is a, Monday the 21st, I believe. Okay. Check your calendars. And so if you want to make sure that you are on the email list to find out about that, I mean, I'm going to send it to my whole newsletter in general, but I will send like, you know, the detailed information to people who are on this list. You can go to a slob slash certification. And, uh, that will let you sign up for that list. Okay. You can also just go to my website and click on decluttering certification, the tab there, and it'll take you there to sign up for that. But you know, the way that's going to work is there's going to be a training course. And then after you have completed the course successfully, you can then choose to um, be certified. So uh, that is an additional cost. So, all right. I keep saying so, but there we go. Just wanted to make sure you know about that, that that is coming up. So if that's something that you're interested in, maybe you can say, I, this is what I want for my Christmas. I don't know. Who knows? So, but let's get to the conversation with Don. Here you go. Hey, Dawn, we're talking again. I feel like we talk a lot, but it's always fun. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So we're, I've asked you to come on uh, because we're going to talk about toys because this is Christmas time mm-hmm. and people like to talk about toys. And I am just mostly glad that we're kind of out of that phase in right? my family. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously yeah. I miss when they were little sometimes but not yeah. all the time. Um, right. I, so what, I mean, it is, I mean, like, I'm kind of yeah. like, there will come a time where toys are, are not an issue anymore, which is super lovely, but you yeah. are in the thick of it. Uh, how old are your kids? Well, I know. I feel like we're moving out of it too. Now our kids are eight through 13. Our oldest just turned 13. So now we have a teenager and there are those days where like picking up toys was easier than navigating this season, whatever this is, right? Whatever this is. Um, the toys get easier. That's all I'll say. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the yep. other stuff. Nah, but, but yeah. let's, let's focus on how <laughs> lovely it is to not have as many toys. Um, okay. So eight through 13 mm-hmm. and is your eight-year-old still playing with toys as much or is it just yeah, I'm I would say both. Stage. Yeah, I think our eight and nine year old, they play definitely a lot with Legos. They're really into building things. They still love just making stuff out of cardboard and masking tape. Um, Tom's been teaching him how to make like some wood cars and stuff in the in the garage. So they uh, anything they can create with, they definitely still like playing with. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, tell everybody, those people who might not know, uh, Dawn and I, along with Cass from Clutterbug, have a course that people love and we love to, we're really <laughs> proud of it. Um, yeah. but that's not what we're here to talk about today, but people who know you from that will know that minimalism is your passion. Um, mm-hmm. but you do it in a very practical, accessible way. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your minimalism journey, specifically in relationship mm-hmm. to toys, because I think that's yeah. where, you know, I always advise that, and you advise the same thing, start with your own stuff, start with your own stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. as you're decluttering, especially if you're overwhelmed, mm-hmm. 
but then it's like, but toys are technically my kids things. And yet I'm the one who brought them in. So what is kind of the basic overview of your journey with toys and minimalism? Yeah, I think toys kind of fall into a gray area because when they were really little, I saw them as part of my domain. And then as they get older, they get stuff for gifts, they start buying stuff. So we can talk about that in a minute. But I mean, basically my journey started when we had four kids ages four and under, and I was a stay-at-home mom. I got to be a stay-at-home mom. I, I knew other moms who wanted to stay home. And so I thought I should feel so fortunate I am living the dream, right? This is what I always wanted. And I would just look around at all the toys on the floor, all the dishes on the counter, all the laundry piled up. And I would just think like, I could pick these up and then I'm just going to have to pick it up again tomorrow and the next day. And so a lot of days, honestly, I'm not proud of this, right? But I was just like, I'm just going to leave all the toys on the floor because who cares, you know? And then you like flip to the other side and you're like, I'm such a bad mom. You know, my kids deserve to have a clean environment. My husband deserves to come home to a tidy house at the end of the day. And I just like vacillated back and forth between, I don't give up whatever. And, you know, (laughs) if Tom wanted to pick them up, he can pick them up and then feeling really guilty. So no one was winning at that point. Right. And then I came across a podcast. It was Joshua Becker, who's a well-known minimalist. And he said, did you know you don't have to have all of this stuff? And I thought, what? Like, no, I just have all this stuff that you have when you have four kids. But it intrigued me. And so I started Googling minimalism, learning more about it. And honestly, what I learned about toys in particular was fascinating that really, and I'm going to share some information. You do with it what you would like, right? Anyone listening, like this is just, I'm just going to share some stuff. And if any of it clicks or resonates, then use it. If not, just be like, well, that was nice. Well, this, <laughs> so. and, and on, I want you to, because this yeah. is your unique gift. I think, you know, like I talk about stuff based on this is what's working, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I love that you are, you are so good at finding the research and finding these things that just make me go, Oh, okay. And and so lay it on us. We want to hear it. Okay. So what I found is that kids don't need toys to be creative or imaginative. And in fact, where we've gotten this idea of kids having toys as they're growing up is really from marketing and toy manufacturers trying to sell us things. And so So kids really just need their imagination. And I think this might actually resonate with you because you might be thinking, well, yeah, I watch my kids. They have this full room of toys and they're never content. They're never fully engaged or occupied. They do this thing where they bounce from toy to toy to toy. And then they come to me and say, mom, I'm bored. And they want me to help facilitate their play. And they never fully get engaged in play. And what I found was that when we highly simplified our toys, we went down to, we had these, those like Ikea bins and we had some Legos, some blocks, a few cars and a few baby dolls, but we got rid of most of the other stuff. All of a sudden my kids could occupy themselves. They would play for hours on end. They wouldn't fight with each other so much. Um, And they just, overall, they seemed really content they just seemed like happy kids instead of these like crabby, whiny beans that were in my house before. It was like, what? I got rid of toys, which felt so wrong. I thought all the other moms are going to judge me. And now they're happy and they're content and they're being creative 
And they're most importantly, they're not bothering me every 10 minutes to try and figure out something to do with them. How, how extreme did you go and how quickly did you go extreme? Yeah. So if you would imagine like maybe two or three Rubbermaid totes, like the normal big size ones, you could have fit all their toys into there very easily, probably with space. And I, I, now here's what I did it as an experiment because I just wanted to see, I was so tired of toys and we had an, a move coming up where we were going to be selling our townhouse. So it was like, here's the time. Right. And so Tom actually took the kids away for the morning and I packed everything up. Now I didn't donate it right away because again, I just wanted to test this out. I didn't know for sure if it was going to work, but the kids walked into the family room where that's where all their toys had been in the past. They loved it. Maggie, uh, our, she was like four at the time. She's like, I can dance in here. I can do gymnastics. Not a single child asked where anything was. And they just went, found something to play with and started playing. And I was prepared. Like, you know, they were, they were kind of young at the time. If you have older kids, they, there might be like, well, where's this? Where's that? And I was like, it's in a box. It's in the garage. It's safe. If you want me to pull anything back out, just tell me the item and I will go get it. Like I was already geared up and prepared for it. They didn't even ask for a single thing back. So when you said two, when you said three big Rubbermaid totes, that's how many toys you had when you started, or that's how many no, toys you packed up? With. Like not big, big totes, just the regular with. size ones, okay. you know, like we store stuff in. Yeah. yeah. For four kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects, so many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a BetterHelp therapist, can really help. This time of year, 
is always busy. But with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat. And you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. So three of those regular size storage Mm tubs. I mean, I think we're all picturing the same thing. There Mm -hmm. are really big ones. Yeah. Um, not like when you put your Christmas tree in or something, right, like right, that, right. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. but the regular. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. what you ended with. That's what you ended with that gave you the place space, which is always mm-hmm. my big thing that I saw yep. with my kids as I decluttered. It was like, okay, what they needed more was play space. They didn't yes. need place stuff. They wanted right. a place to play. So yep. how many toys would you say were left in the room when they came home that day? Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, it's hard to put a number on it. it. It was what I really wanted to go down to were like what they call the open-ended toys. So the things that encourage imagination that don't yeah. just do it for them. So it's like the blocks, the Legos, the magnetiles, a few baby dolls, but I packed away like the doll house and the crib. And because what I found was that it, well, it's like what we did when we were growing up, they make a bed out of a couch pillow. They make a blanket out of a dish towel. You know, like they're so creative and we're the ones that are saying, no, you need the dream house and you need the little crib for them and and the cradle and the stroller and all these things. Right. And so they didn't even need all of the stuff that went with them. They just literally needed the doll and they figured everything else out from there. Yeah. I, I was very jealous of Dina and Delisa, some twins who had (laughs) a Barbie dream house with an elevator. And I very much remember being jealous of that. And yet I look back and I'm like, I had so much fun. I had, um, child encyclopedias and I would set them up on the floor. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I did look through them occasionally, but like (laughs) I would set them up on the floor to create rooms for, to make my own Barbie Mm -hmm. dream house. And so it's like, I I think part of that is where it comes from. I mean, I got my daughter a Barbie dream house because I was like, I wanted that. That was the coolest thing ever. And I got it for, and I'm not saying I shouldn't have, I'm not saying I regret it. I mean, she loved it for a long time, but, but it's like that want Mm -hmm. I had as a child then created the creativity and I enjoyed the creativity. So yes. And, you know, if your daughter or your kids play with their Barbie dream house every single day, then keep it for anything they are using all of the time, but I don't know what 90, 95% of the toys they don't play with anymore. And here's the other thing that's so cool though. So when we highly simplified our toys, our kids are becoming more creative. It's like a fight over Amazon boxes and recycling now around our house. They love making their own things. Um, but what's so cool about this is that now we've cultivated their imagination and this goes with them wherever we go. So if we're in the car for a long time, if we're at the dentist office, if we're on an airplane or in a restaurant, people are always coming up and they're like, your kids are so well-behaved at, at restaurants. And I, I, I'm like, 
I don't even want to take any credit for it because it's like we've just let them use their imagination, right? And so they're able to use the things that are around them to occupy themselves. And again, they're happier and we're happier too. It's like this beautiful win-win situation. So let's talk about the holidays. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, how did that go? Like what time of year was it that when, when you had this uh, mm-hmm. big purge that you did? Yeah. So this was summer and I worried about the birthdays and the the Christmas that was coming up. And so I did my best to shape what the gifts were going to be coming in. So I would recommend like consumable gifts like craft supplies and Play-Doh and bubble bath. Um, For some relatives, I'll recommend experiences, but others, I don't know. I just don't necessarily want them spending time with my kids or whatever, or they're kind of expensive or whatever. So consumable gifts are a great alternative. I know everyone's like, give experiences. But here's what I had to learn. It One, it took several years for my family to fully understand what it was I was trying to get at. They still, I mean, it felt like I had one set of relatives that had a contest to see who could get my kids the biggest, most obnoxious gift, right? Here, um, so it took, I think they actually were having a contest. No, no, no. I totally believe. <laughs> yes, you're right. Dana. I mean, like, yes. for real, like I've had conversations yes. before where it was like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm getting them. And this is what mm-hmm. I'm getting them. And I'm like, yeah, it's a contest. Yeah. And it's kind of a fun contest. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If for them. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and so here's what I had to realize though. The, the hard part about that was that this relative would give this huge gift and the children's reaction was awesome. They're like, this is the best ever. My relative did not see two days later when they weren't playing with it anymore and couldn't care less about it. Right. So I had to remember, they don't know, like, they don't know the journey I've been on, what I'm trying to do, what I've learned about kids and toys. So I had to realize that I can do my best to shape this, give ideas and all that. But at the end of the day, most often there are still gonna be, there's still gonna be stuff coming in. And I just have to have a system then for after the birthdays and after the holidays, what do we do? So my kids know now we just make a pass through the toys. And honestly, Dana, sometimes we are donating brand new toys that they just got because they just know I'm not going to play with it. I don't like it as much as the other thing I got. And so it's a good process though, to go through with our kids. Um, because they, you know, I talk about everything in our house being inventory that we have to manage. They have to learn how to manage inventory too. This is going to be the same thing they're going to have in their house as they get older. And so sometimes it's a little stressful. It's a little awkward. It's, there might be tears in the beginning, but now we've been doing this many years. It is just part of our holiday routine. Now it's not a big deal. And often the kids are bringing stuff to me saying, here, mom, put this in the donation box. Yeah. Do you feel like your relatives have adjusted or have some of them just dug their heels in and said, no, I'm going to get them when I want to get them. Yeah. uh, We have some of both. And I know too, there's been things we've donated and the relative comes over and I know they're looking for it. They'll sometimes ask the ki- the child about it. And then what does the kid say? Oh, mom donated that. right? And so I'm not saying that there's been no cost to this or that it's just been this super smooth um, process. My relatives are the same as yours. They, you know, often they don't even say something to me, right? They say it to my mom or to my other aunt or, you know, and then it gets back to you through the grapevine that stinks, right? Like we wish it wasn't like that. But at the end of the day, my house feels Mm -hmm. so much better. I think my kids are a little happier and more content. And so I just have to protect that and not worry so much about what they're thinking. Yeah. I think that's something I appreciate about about you is we don't pretend like this is not going to be hard. 
Like yeah. it's going to be hard. Like it is. Mm-hmm. And, and also it took people time to get to know you and what they thought that you would want. And now you've changed yeah. and mm-hmm. it's going to take time to, yeah, for them to readjust for that. So, yeah. um, what would you say? And you kind of mentioned, you know, your kids are willing to give up stuff and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Cause I know some, I don't like to put words in my kid's mouth either, but what would you guess your kids would say their philosophy is on toys at this point? Yeah, I would say, um, they recognize that they're for a season and we can enjoy things for a season and a time. And then, um, once we're not using it or enjoying it anymore, then let's pass it on to someone else that can make use of it. And so we talk about that a lot because I know a lot of parents have a hard time with like toys, their kids have outgrown. And a lot of times you'll look around your playroom or their bedroom And there's a lot of stuff they're not playing with because they've outgrown it, but we have attachment to that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And so I don't want to put that onto my kids. And so that's where we have memory boxes. And we talk about this a ton and take your house back and we help you through this process. But um, if it's so special to me, it goes in my memory box. If it's so special to them, it goes into their memory box. And that's totally fine, right? We keep the really special stuff, but the rest of it, you know, then it's, it's okay. You know, I'm just not enjoying this anymore and that's okay. So let's pass it on to someone else who can. How do you approach holiday giving to other kids? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, in, in your family that aren't your kids? Yeah, we love to give anything that kids can do. So we actually, we came up with inventors boxes a couple of years ago. And so we put, we just fill like a small Rubbermaid container with like tons of masking tape and craft supplies and, and things that kids can make stuff out of. I love like kinetic sand and magnetiles. And so we just try to give stuff like that. But if, you know, if you're listening and you are a grandma or an aunt or someone, ask the mom, like ask, say, I really want to give something that they can use and that you'll not mind having in your house. Like, give me some ideas because most moms want to give ideas, but they just don't always know if it's okay or not. That's very true. Very true. Um, and Dana, why don't, can we talk for a minute too? Like if you have kids, I know we hear this too, where you're like, my child is attached to everything. They remember everything. So why don't we talk about a couple of tactics for that as well? So mm-hmm. especially like I said, when they get a little bit older and it's kind of a mixture of toys, maybe they've spent their own money on it. They've gotten as gifts. So it's more their own toys. When they're a baby, it's a different, I, I, we can donate stuff, but right. when it's more their own stuff, I love to give a child a cardboard box and say, if you fill this up, I'll give you $5. And what this is, it's some, some people are like, are you bribing your kids? And I'm like, (laughs) I like to think of it as a value exchange. Like I'm simply telling them what's worth more to you right now, $5 or those toys that are just laying on the floor in your bedroom. And I've never had a child turn me down. I hear from other moms that this works really well. And so you just say, here's a box. I'll give you $5 for it. Um, another thing too, is just to use a time will tell bin. So this is where, this is what I did with our toys, right? I boxed them up. I set them aside to see if anyone would miss them. And so before the holidays, now it's a great time to tell your kids, you know what? We need to make room for the new toys and gifts that are going to come in over the holidays. So I'm challenging you each to fill up one box or two boxes with toys. We're just going to pack them away and see if we miss any of them, or if you want to pull them back out, you know, after Christmas, you're welcome to do so, but it's a way to like time test it, right. To see if anyone actually misses it. Do you put a, that was on my list of things I want to talk about. So do you put a 
time limit on how long you keep those time will tell boxes and how do you remember that they exist? I don't do time will tell boxes mm -hmm. because I don't do well with time. Yes. And so it's right. like, to me, that's just kind of a put it off thing, but sure. yep. I do think there's value in that, especially as you're in this beginning phase of trying to break through like, you know, intense attachment. So what mm -hmm. do you do practically with those time will tell boxes to make sure that they don't turn into just random things? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Sitting in your garage. Yeah. So we label them. Um, and I put time will tell. I put what the contents are. I put the date. And then I put donate after this date. So if okay. I have not gone into that box, I want it to be fully donatable, right? I don't want to have to look back in it. There's interesting research that shows like if you touch an item again, even after you've time tested or separated yourself, it creates a connection with it. And that's where we go, oh no, but should I donate it or right. not? So you don't even want to, if at all possible, you don't want to look in the box again. You want to trust anything went in there can be donated. If that date has passed, you load up the whole box and don't pack them too far out of sight or away. Like don't put it in the back of your attic or your basement, like put it somewhere where it's still fairly visible um, so that you remember then. I, I tell you what, your kids will not remember. As soon right. as the stuff goes in there, they're over it. They're on to the new things and then next things. Well, but and, and just I think, in case, like just in case you have that child that does, like it's it's there and it's safe and you're you're building that trust with them. Well, and I like what you just said, like if you have the child that does, and I think that that is, um, especially those who have a lot of attachment, a lot of, yep. uh, you know, intense feelings toward things. It is something where it allows you to say, let's see, like, mm -hmm. I am not yep. going to, because I feel like so many times when you're dealing with other people, especially with your children, the idea mm -hmm. is that we need to get on the same page now before we actually take any kind of physical action. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And so instead it's like, this is a physical action that we can take to mm -hmm. then lead us through the process of getting on the same page. Right. Yes. I love that. So, mm -hmm. so here's what we can do now. We can do this. I'm going to label it. I love what you said, because that's basically the same thing as a donatable donate box. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a donatable donate box with toys. I'm going to label it and say, this is the date that it can be donated. Mm -hmm. And because so many kids, they, this is what I had to realize with my kids. I wanted to think that they would react in a certain way. Like, okay, the research says, but surely my kids are different, you know, because this <laughs> is my lived experience and what do the researchers know and all that, you know, that's the kind yeah. of stuff that would run through my head. Right. Totally. Um, mm -hmm. 
and it's like, they need, they don't know how they're going to react to open play space. Like they don't know how they're going to react to not having a Barbie dream house and instead Mm -hmm. creating some sort of a Barbie house, you know, with other type Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so it's like, if, if we're going to have that conversation first of, no, you're going to be so much happier when you don't have this Barbie dream house, they have no frame of reference for that. And in their mind, they think you're crazy (laughs) or or like, you know, or so it's that it, it, it's the go ahead and do Mm-hmm. to make both you and your child willing and ready to keep going. Um, yeah. And a lot of times then the question comes up that, you know, people ask me like, okay, you have very few toys. What happens when your kids go to other people's houses and they see, and we've experienced that completely. Right. And they go and they're like, mom, you should have seen the dollhouse. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. And what is my initial reaction? Oh my goodness. I am such a bad mom. I need to get them the dolls. Like, what am I doing? Look how happy they are. And what I realized after a little while, I was like, they weren't necessarily coming home and saying, mom, I want that. They were just telling me what they observed, you know? And I, I know I have to be like, no, like I, I love how our house operates and functions now. And so, but then we talk about it and, and, and we'll be like, wasn't that so fun that you could go to their house and play with that? I hope you can go over again and do that. That is so fun. And so we can talk about it. We can acknowledge it. We can acknowledge it, Even if they do suggest that they want that, well, okay, let's put it on a list and let's really think about it. And maybe for your birthday or Christmas, if that's something by then you still really want, then absolutely, we could we could totally talk about having one of those too. So we just talk about it, normalize it, and we, we're never making it like, oh, you're wrong because you want those big, cool toys. Every child is still absolutely going to think they want those things. Yeah. That makes me think about, I can't, I'm trying to remember his name. Is it Kevin Lehman? Because that could be like some other person or whatever, but it's like a parenting <laughs> <Yeah>. person. <laughs> like I... <laughs> That could be the guy on Shark Tank. I don't know. Anyway, it wasn't the guy on Shark Tank, but it was some kind of a parenting type thing. Mm-hmm. And my kids were little and I remember listening to him and he said something about like, when your kid comes to you and says, I really want a horse. Like, that's the one mm-hmm. thing I want in my life is a horse. He's like, you don't have to be like, we can't have a horse. We live in an apartment in New York city. Like, like he's like, just engage yeah. and be like, mm-hmm. oh my word, yeah. that would be so cool to have a horse. You yeah. Know? And, and, and totally. then talk about what well, it could live in this room and blah, 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 because it's the imagination. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what yeah. they're doing. And your kid, first of all, they can't personally go out and buy a horse anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, Grandma might though. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> My mom said I could have one. She didn't say no grandma, <laughs> but, but really though, I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I can remember ta- having a conversation with my son while I was cutting his mm-hmm. hair and he was talking about. I wish we could have this. And I was like, yeah. my first reaction was like, we can't do that because yeah. this isn't this. And I was like, no, I'm just going to engage. And we had the most fun conversation that we still sometimes refer back to, you know? So yeah. that's really, that. really good advice on, on that. And so, well, can we talk then about like, what might yeah. this Christmas look like? Right. If yes. you're like, okay, well, normally I just get my kid a bunch of toys for Christmas. I feel like, you know, with the price of groceries and gas and everything going up, I feel like this Christmas, especially we have to kind of pick and choose like what is most important to us, like what are going to be our things this Christmas. And I just really want to encourage you to do activities with your kids, spend time with them, like have phones down and spend time. Like the research now shows like our kids are drowning in stuff and what they really want 
is time with us, time with extended family, time with us. They cherish that so much. And that is going to be what they're going to remember. I'm not saying we don't get them any gifts. I'm just saying, especially if you're feeling like financially burdened this year, it is okay to scale back on the gifts and really focus on, you know, baking together, reading Christmas stories together, um, just those inexpensive things that we can do together with our kids. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Let's talk about, I know people like to talk about toy rotation when they Mm -hmm. talk about toys. My experience was with that long before I ever started actually, you know, like getting my house under control was that I packed up a bunch of toys and put them in a closet and forgot about them completely until (laughs) I moved a couple of years later. I mean, like, so that's why I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm always like other people do that. They've probably got advice. How, what are your feelings on toy rotation? You know, I don't, I've never have because it's too much for me to manage too. I just, I wasn't organized enough with that. Um, I had followed another mom on Instagram who was a minimalist and she rotated toys and I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe I should do that. You know? And then a few months in, she did a post. She's like, I'm not rotating toys anymore. She was (laughs) like, they don't care. And so I think if you enjoy doing that, if you do think it's helpful for your kids, I think that's great. Um, I know like our daycare lady used to do it and the kids, I think they enjoyed it. Right. But you don't have to, if it, if it's too much for you, then don't worry about it. So what about your daily management? I just thought of this when you're talking about using a couch pillow or a, uh, you know, couch pillow as a bed or a towel as a blanket, like what is your daily management of that or was when they were little and doing stuff like that? Yeah. So I always wanted to have the right amount of toys for the age and stage they were that they could clean everything up on their own. And Mm -hmm. so at mealtimes, then we would try to pick everything up. And if it was like, oh, we're having stinky attitudes while we're doing it, they're not able to do it. I mean, I would help too. But if it kind of felt like, oh, this is becoming a really big chore, then it was like, okay, I think the toy level has crept up again. And now we need to pare down a little bit more so that at any age, your kids aren't overwhelmed by it, right? Like ideally we get to a point where it they can start to like manage their bedrooms on their own. Does not mean they're not gonna grumble about it, but that it doesn't have to be an all day event or all weekend event for them to be able to maintain their room. Because again, what we're going for is for them to have peaceful spaces where they can be creative, where they can relax, when they can unwind. You know, we feel the pressures of living in a really chaotic and noisy world. Our kids actually feel that too. So it's really nice for them to have a a place to come home to that is quiet and peaceful. Now, again, I'm not trying to overwhelm you or guilt you and say, if your house is is at all cluttered now, you're a bad mom. I'm not saying that in any way. I think it just kind of paints a picture of what we might want to work towards and what the benefit would be. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about, um, do your kids share rooms? Yep. The, our two daughters share room and our two sons share room. How do you manage, um, how, or how did you, when they had toys, a lot of toys or just toys, yeah, how did so, you manage shared rooms? So we actually didn't keep toys in the bedrooms. Um, it was only in our family room, which I really liked. The only exceptions were if they got something for a gift or something that was more special that they didn't want, like their younger siblings getting into or playing with, um, then they might keep a couple things in their room, but mostly we actually kept the toys out of there. I just found it easier for bedtime and nap time for them not to have toys in there. So when you say family room, is that a separate room from your 
living room? I know different areas of the country. <clears throat> Good question. Things. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a separate living room and family room. So that's like where the TV was and movies and then the toys. So that worked well. I mean, as they've gotten older, they have um, some toys in their rooms now. But again, I really try to make sure it's a reasonable amount for them and the stage they're in right now. Okay. Do you still do quarantine boxes with, with toys? That's a good question. We don't have to anymore. You know, you get to a point where you realize like, oh, we were just donating all of that stuff anyways. So we can actually skip that step. Now the kids are very good about it. And we do have like one child in particular that is much more attached to his stuff. And so he has like his own like project bins and stuff. So he has more storage than the other kids because he has a, you know, a harder time. Like we have some that'll like literally create something and then walk over to the garbage can and throw it away. Right. Like like we have the full gamut. And so for him, um, so we don't have to do the same thing for every child, but for, and for the one that's more attached, we just have a couple project bins for him and he'll put little toys from the dollar store. Um, he'll put things that he creates. He just knows like those are his safe spots where he can put things. And again, we're using the container concept, right? Dana, mm-hmm. like this very much was inspired by you of like, you can definitely keep your most special stuff. We just can't keep everything. Right. Do you have a designated workspace since you said that, that, uh, making things is their number one thing now? Yeah. So our two, our oldest, our two, our daughters, girls, uh, they have desks in our kind of main living area. We didn't have an, our house is small. So ideally I would have one for each of them, but we didn't have room, um, for our two youngest. So they create either at the coffee table in our living room or at the kitchen counter, um, so they kind of float around, but they don't care if they're, as long as they're creating, they're happy and, and they'll do it wherever. Is it generally something that can be clean, cleaned up at the end of the time yes. or what if they have some kind of a big project they're working on? Yes. So most of it can clean, get cleaned up, but if they have something big, they're working on, they can bring it to their bedroom or, or put it in some other areas that we have, um, where, but again, I know some parents too, they're like, okay, they make these creations and then they don't want to get rid of them. And so again, if we have some kind of uh, boundary or container or limit, like it, they, okay, they have to fit in this space. And then, you know, once that space is filling up, we look for the older ones and we let those go. And so we just talk this through, we communicate with them. We tell them we can't keep everything, but you know, we can keep the, the really cool ones. And um, I think it just might take a few times of doing it. So if initially your child pushes back, just keep, keep talking about it. Keep having the conversation, talk about it when you're doing your own stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they hear that you have to go through that same process and you're also willing to get rid of stuff that you're not using anymore. That's good. Let's talk about Legos. Cause I, I honestly, I don't think any of my kids were major Lego people anyway. I never Mm -hmm. was, but it's a little bit of maybe a regret of my, you know, like I sometimes think <laughs> what if they would have been Lego people, but I could not handle them. I just, they were over my yes. clutter threshold. And so you mm-hmm. said your kids like Legos. How do you deal with that? Do they do the big box projects? Do they do the, what do you do with finished creations? Yes. Good questions. So I have to, I had to remind myself that Uh, it's still inventory that I have to manage and they have to manage. So we decided that we couldn't keep out every Lego they ever get because it was ridiculous. And so if they have a special creation, like if they make something and they don't want to dismantle it, 
they have a spot in their bedroom where they can display that. And so again, it's helpful to kind of limit maybe what space is available for display. And then beyond that, the Legos they're currently using has to fit in two containers that we have. And so they play for multiple hours a day with Legos with two small containers. And so your children don't need a lot to still be fully occupied and engaged in it. In fact, I think they sometimes get overwhelmed by it, but they don't know how to communicate that to us, right? It comes out as whining and complaining and not picking it up. So again, paring it down, which means you might, you know, time will tell some some bins of Legos, just let them have some stuff to play with. And I think they will be totally fine and creative. So do they do the big projects? I mean, like I'm, I'm picturing Hogwarts, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, my eyes light up when I see that and I'm like, that's so cool. And then I think, no, no, it's Legos. You have to put it together and then you have to have a place to put it. And yeah. So yeah, they haven't done any really big ones. Um, so no, not that huge yet, but um, they have some like a tractor and stuff that then they they put in their room and that they don't want to and th- no one can touch it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So do they one in one out then if they have another thing that they tackle? Yes. At some After point, a while, then they usually want to dismantle them and play with the pieces. So okay. So we have a limited space for where they can display them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Is there anything yeah. else that you think we should talk about that has to do with toys that? we didn't cover? Yeah, I think, you know, just remembering the role marketing plays, especially this time of year. And so, uh, but that what our kids, they don't need toys to be creative. They just need their imagination. And that's such a gift we can give to them as just the space in the room to, to use their imagination. Yeah. What about outside toys? We didn't talk about that. Yeah, we have very little for outside stuff. They have uh, bikes and they, um, I did when they were a little bit littler, uh, have like outdoor kitchen where you just give them some old like pots and pans. They loved that. Uh, The trampoline has been huge for our kids. Don't get a rainbow play system. Just get a trampoline. (laughs) I can't believe a basic swing set and a sandbox are great. You don't need the whole rainbow play system. Kids never play on them. I don't know why, (laughs) So, but very simple stuff outside too. Yeah. I think so many times it's what, it's what I wanted, like what mm-hmm. I, I would yes. see the big thing yes. and it would be like, oh, I can envision this, this, and this yes. happening, but those yes. same things would happen even without that kind exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So tell us uh, more about what you've been working on lately and what you have going on. We do have the take your house back course, which will likely I believe be going mm-hmm. on sale soon, uh, for yeah. Friday. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it's worth, it's worth the full price. I mean, people are changing. Absolutely. Their house. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Worth every it, penny. It is. Mm-hmm. So what else have you been working on? Uh, so my twin sister, Diana and I just, uh, finished a devotional called decluttering by faith. And so it was actually kind of fun to tie together what the Bible has to say <laughs> about all of this stuff. And again, I think, you know, sometimes we can think from a faith perspective. I know we don't all share the same faith, but that it's this very judgmental, like don't have idols, you know, don't put this stuff before God. But it's amazing how when you actually like really dig into it, it is this invitation to just let go of stuff because it's not the point. It's not bringing happiness and how, I mean, this has been my last eight years, how as we let the stuff go, there's so much peace and freedom and contentment that comes. And it is the exact opposite of what we would expect, right? Because marketing says, just get the thing to fix your problem and then everything will be better. And what we're finding is, 
let the stuff go, free up the mental space that is that that stuff is taking up. And that's where the contentment and peace is really found. And so um, it's a 12 week uh, devotional. And then um, each week has five devotionals. And then at the end is like a decluttering goal to go along with it. So we tried to kind of tie the the spiritual with the practical. And then we also have a six week video series that goes along with it. So if any women want to do like a group study around it, get some friends together or friends from church, um, then there's a six week study that goes along with it too. So um, we have that on pre-order sale right now. And then the price goes down. If you order more, the price goes down too, if you do want to do a study with it. That's awesome. And then you can be found all the time at the minimal mom, right? On YouTube. Yes. That's where we spend most of our time. Yes. Love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And yeah. uh, I think that I, I mean, it's one of those things that is a consistent stressor Yeah, and mm-hmm. can feel completely hopeless and overwhelming to, yes. to the overwhelmed mom, which I mean, we Absolutely. both were at that point Yes, for Absolutely. sure. And we we mm-hmm. both changed our houses by changing mm-hmm. our, you know, relationship yeah. with toys. And so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hope y'all loved that conversation with Dawn. I appreciated her coming on. Um, I did want to just one more time remind you, if you want to make sure that you get in on the pre-ordering of, uh, the training course for decluttering coaches that I'm launching soon, go to a slob slash certification, or just click on the decluttering certification tab on my site, aslobkimsclean.com. All right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.